0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. I'm your host Matt Hines. Very excited to be with you here live as we are every Thursday at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. If you are checking us out live on LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Uh, you, if you're watching live, get to be part of the show. If you have a question, if you have a comment, please throw that in for our guest. If you have a comment or an alternative point of view on our topic today, which is going to be about both de- defining, measuring, managing, marketing, performance in a variety of different ways and levels, we'd love to get you to chime in. If you put give your comment to us during the live show, you may, very, Mel very well may see your face and comment uh, as part of the show on air. If you're watching us on demand or listening to us, through the podcast feed. Thank you very much for listening, downloading, and subscribing. Uh, There are over 300 episodes of Sales Pipeline Radio available. If you like what you hear today, you might like what we've said in the past and all episodes, past, present, and future available at salespipelineradio.com. Every episode, we're trying to feature some of the best and brightest minds in sales and marketing today is absolutely no different. Very excited to have with us today, uh, the uh, CMO at Kazoo, uh, Casey Carey. Casey, thanks for joining us today.
1: Hey, Matt. Super excited to be here. Thanks for asking me. So got a bunch of great things we want
0: to get into. You um, you you were you championed and ran um, OKRs at Google, which I feel like is kind of like championing and running Six Sigma at GE back in the day. So <laughs> very excited to have you here. Want to quick, before we dig into the, the dive into the deep end here, uh, thank our sponsor, Sendoso. Uh, been working with us for the last several weeks. Very just So we are a Sendoso user, a customer. Uh, we use it for some of our own campaigns as well. And Boy, I'll tell you what, like this, as the world continues to feel like it gets more digital, feels like we're just getting inundated with digital noise, I think, you know, a in, in the hybrid workplace as well, I think an authentic human connection can really make a difference. And when you can embrace all of those together, the physical, the virtual, the hybrid world, I think it really makes a big difference in your campaigns, in the connections you create with prospects and customers. Um I was really I was struck by the quality of content that Sendoso put together on this topic at their conference uh, earlier this month called Connected. If you missed the event uh, on October thirteenth, uh, it is now available on demand at sendoso.com/slash-connected-2021. Uh, all of their uh, uh, sessions are available on demand. This is not a product pitch. I'm sure that if up there they've got some videos you can watch around how Sendoso works, but the content from Connected, I was really struck with how good and high quality that was. So if you're trying to create a more human connection, a better hybrid experience in your marketing and for your customers and prospects, Sendoso.com slash Connected-2021. All right, Casey Carey, so let's talk a little bit about managing marketing performance. And and this was a topic that was interesting to me. And, you know, you shared, you know, your experience in running OKRs at Google at the SEMO Coffee Talk event a few months ago. And I'm seeing more and more marketing teams embrace sort of project and task management systems. We're getting a lot of questions about, you know, Asana versus Trello versus Monday. Very good questions. But there's a big difference between managing the tasks and knowing what they're feeding up into. So, um, talk a little bit. I mean, for a step back, talk a little bit about your background. And I'm sure, sure. We're, we're throwing around acronyms already. Most people are like, what the hell is an OKR? So a little <laughs> bit about you and sure. then let's unpack that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I spent most of my career in venture capital funded and high growth tech startups, um, about 25 years in MarTech and AdTech um, for the most part. So it's interesting to be in the HR tech space now. Um, but, you know, during that time, Uh, really learned a lot about this idea of connecting strategy to execution and kind of really focused on that. Um, And so had the opportunity to to be at Google for four and a half years. They're very OKR, objective key results based organization. Um, And and if you're not familiar with OKRs, it's a goal management um, approach. And Mm -hmm. you can debate which ones are best or which ones are worse or anything like that. But they're all kind of the same. And the idea is, we're going to establish what we want to achieve, we're going to put measures in place um, that tells us whether we achieved it or not, Um, and then we're going to do the work and we're going to iterate. Um, And so at Google, I was fortunate to have a fairly large team, um, but we also had to then every quarter, set OKRs, score OKRs, report on OKRs. Um, So probably over a four and a half year period, probably Managed and or created more than a thousand OKRs. Um, And and they literally like Sundar would get up at the all hands meeting on Thursday afternoon and present the company level OKR performance. Um, So it went from top to bottom um, and was just part of the culture. and, And really, it's how they do business, frankly.
0: So goal management systems, as you mentioned, I mean, there's OKRs, uh, there's B2Mom. I mean, we use a tool internally, a system called EOS that's sort of a broader operating system. I mean, I think to your point, like, you know, which one you use is less important than I think having one that you use regularly, right? So there's goal management, project management, task management, all important, but they all have to fit together. Uh, So, you know, if you're, is OKR something you have to be implement at an organization level Or can you, depending on department, sort of integrate, implement something that works just departmentally to improve focus?
1: Yeah. um, Yes. And I think is the answer. Right. So um, a lot of times OKRs or some other goal management system will be adopted within a team. Right. So I'm a fan of OKRs. My team runs pretty tight OKR approach. Our entire organization does not um, because you know, at the executive level, we're not quite as committed or quite as excited about goal management and OKRs as I would like us to be. Um, So um, it's kind of within our org, it's kind of hit or miss, but often you'll have a senior executive who that's how they want to do business and they'll push it down into the organization. Other times it just may be teams who kind of pick it up as, yeah, this is part of our operating model um, and, and we want to bring that to bear.
0: Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Casey Carey, who is the uh, CMO, Chief Marketing Officer at Kazoo, but also a, a goal management specialist. Let's talk a little about uh, creating goals. Because I think a lot of people really are sort of, you know, depending on the culture you're in, not really sure how to create a good goal. What What is a good, how do you define a good goal?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, right? So at the end of the day, uh, if, and we'll use goal and objective interchangeably here Um, it should at that level it should be fairly strategic right like the the idea of doing this is actually connecting you know the bigger strategy to the work that needs to be done and and your goals and your and your results kind of make that connection it's that connective tissue Um, so you need a strategy and frankly if you don't have a strategy i'm not sure why you're setting goals so start there Um, the good news is a lot of times when you go through a goal process you'll learn we've got gaps or issues with our strategy. So we can iterate back on our strategy as well. So there's a little bit of a a loop back mechanism there, but at its core, if I'm setting an objective, um, I want it to be aspirational. I want it to be inspiring. I want it to be, you know, it's got to be fairly simple. It's got to be in human language. It's got to, and I think one of the first principles of this is about transparency and, Having anyone in the organization understand what your top priorities are, right? So don't use acronyms, make it clear what it is, what you want to achieve. And, and I think a lot of people get in this trap of like, this is what we're going to do this quarter. Um, in most cases, a goal is not quarter bound. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things we worked on at Google was, you know, at one point they were way behind in mobile search. And so they set an OKR around becoming the choice for mobile search by consumers. That was a four and a half year old year goal. Um, and they are now they've actually achieved it. But you know, um, so they set that goal out there was super aspirational, aligned the organization behind it and went after it. Um, so I think, you know, when you're setting that goal, don't be afraid to um, give it a double shot of espresso. You want people to be excited about what they're doing and why.
0: So when I think about a goal that is four to five years, out, which is certainly, you know, if you think about sort of the vision of where you want to go, I mean, ultimately, I think a lot of people sort of listening to this or sort of like, you know, in the midst of their Thursday, are like, I just need to know what to do next, right? I just want <laughs> to know, like, I've got like, a million emails, I've got a bunch of Slack DMs, I'm like, what do I do next, right? And so uh, help, me, help people understand the cascade. So like a four sure. and a half year vision of where you want to go, you know, do you go from sort of vision to goals? to strategy, to initiatives, like wh- wh- how do you land that plane?
1: Yeah, so I would I would think about it as what's our vision, like long-term, what do we want to be when we grow up? Then you have a strategy, and usually strategy is, you know, 6 to 12 months. Like as a company, here's the things we need to work on that are important to us to move towards that vision over that period of time, right? And And I would say one of the things to keep in mind is everything changes all the time. This is a very dynamic and complex um, business and world that we live in. So, you know, you have to be flexible. Um, you have to be agile um, as you do this and know that there's no no reason to create a three year plan like most mm-hmm. of us are creating one year plans with quarterly updates, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're, we're going on that cadence, right? So you've got that strategy. Now I'm going to set goals that actually align with that strategy. And, and once again, I said the goals may be, so one of my team's goals is um, we wanna be the brand leader in employee experience platforms. Um, mm-hmm. We're not gonna do that this quarter. We're not gonna do it next quarter. We're probably not even gonna do it in 2022, but we're gonna to work towards that over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we align, we've got that goal now. We know how to measure that and kind of what we think those results are gonna be um whether it's through brand clicks or it's a brand awareness study or other mechanisms we can use to measure our progress towards that um so we've got the measures and now we start putting initiatives which is i call work streams they could be projects programs sprints like whatever you want to use but it's actually what's the work we're going to do that actually creates those measurable outcomes that we're after
0: yep and then you go from initiatives into that task list, right? Is yeah, there exactly. less stuff in between? So then you can say, okay, what are the tasks? What are the to do's to help me get to the, to, to focus on those initiatives?
1: Yeah. And I think that's where people struggle. Um, they start yeah. kind of crossing the streams between an objective and results I want to achieve and the work that has to be done. Right. right. Um, and when you start making your objectives and key results, your task list, then you, you have to ask two questions. One is how strategic is that? Are you actually accomplishing the strategic connection that you set off to to do? Um, But two, why aren't you doing that someplace where you can manage your work and your projects? Like why why are you duplicating that in kind of your goal efforts as well? Um, um, And so I think like one of the things we've done, and I would encourage people to think about this is, um, historically goals have been contractual obligations. I'm going to sit down with you at the beginning of the quarter. We're going to define your goals. At the end of the quarter, we're going to review how you did. And there's a chance that that's going to impact your performance rating and maybe your compensation. Right. So it was almost like a contractual um, uh, obligation. One of the challenges with that approach is nobody's going to stretch. Everybody's going to be safe. (laughs) Um, So you really want to kind of disconnect the work that's being done from what you're actually setting out to achieve. And you want to talk about performance and compensation and career growth and promotions based on the work that's being done as well as culture fits and a lot of other attributes that separate that from the actual um objectives that we're trying to achieve as a company um and it informs it but it does not necessarily explicitly connect it
0: got it now i love this progression and thank you for helping outline because i think it it helps put tools like monday and asana and trello In the right place, they could be most effective when it's not the tail whacking a dog and just throwing a bunch of shit in and, and then it's figuring, okay, we're gonna just get all these things done. This is not about getting more done. This is about getting the right things done. And so your ability to triage what's in that list based on the focus initiatives to hit the goals to focus on the strategy and vision. I mean, that's kind of the mindset we want to look at. I know we've just got a couple more minutes here. Left here uh, with our guest Casey Carey talking about goal management and how that sort of gets down to what the hell we do every day. Um, let's talk about setting goals. Because one of the things I like about OKRs and I also like about sort of the EOS system that we use is it does not expect you to hit 100% of your goals. And I think that mentality helps people set more aggressive goals that aren't, it's not that you don't want to set goals that are unattainable, but you want to push yourself a little bit and have we work in a system. That, that that assumes you're going to fail in some of those. Talk a little bit about that gray sure. area and why that works so well.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of studies that show that, you know, not only teams that set goals, but teams that set stretch goals actually consistently outperform teams that don't mm-hmm. um, by 20 to 30%. And, and it makes sense, right? So a big part of a, frankly, is culture um, is creating a culture where we're going to stretch ourselves, but we're also going to be okay with not achieving what we said we would do right so if you end up in the 65 to 85 percent that's a win that's a green on the stoplight um knowing that you set that stretch goal out there at 100 percent that's and we use the phrase um best possible outcome yep we hardly ever achieve our best possible outcome um so you most likely you know you're going to achieve what's most likely but if you set your goals and aspire towards the best possible you will actually usually exceed your most likely. Um, So really kind of having that growth mindset and that in an organization, just almost recalibrating what the definition of success is. Um, And I think that's important. However, I will say you kind of have those results, but you should also have committed results. So there's things like financial plans where that result is a committed result, expectation is 100%. So you can kind of have the best of both worlds.
0: Yep, absolutely. Hey, if, if people want to learn more about just goal management in general, I think, you know, Oak, there's a ton of literature on OKRs, on B2MOM and others. What are some of the places that you found instrumental as you sort of learned it back in the day? What are some places that you'd recommend today people check out um, to just learn more beyond this conversation about goal management?
1: Sure. Yeah, there's, um, you know, John Doerr wrote the book Measure What Matters. It's kind of the definitive OKR book, um, a little bit academic. Um I do. I like a book called Objectives and Key Results. It's probably the best book on that. And then there's also a book called Radical Focus. And I love that because and you touched on this. There's really two two reasons to do this. One is that clarity and focus is an accelerator. So just building that into how you run your business will actually significantly accelerate your business. Um, But the other part of it is by making this part of how you do your work, you, you manage fast. So my team, we calibrate our goals on Monday, we update our key results, and we celebrate on Fridays. So we're mm-hmm. running a weekly cadence <laughs> um, around how we're managing our work and the results that we're driving. Um, yeah. The interesting part is my goal is to make a QBR obsolete. And the reason it will be obsolete is because everyone who cares knows what the state of the business is all the time. Um, so there's no reason to stop and review it.
0: Wow. Well, uh, Casey, I've, I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk about goal management, and OKRs a number of times. And I, I learned something every time. If I'm looking down, I'm not multitasking. I'm just taking more notes because like oh, you I really? uh, continue to learn more stuff. So thank sure. you so much today for joining us. Uh, Casey Carey, uh, CMO at Kazoo, OKR and goal management expert, if I say so myself. And uh, thank you, everyone, for watching, for listening, for being part of this. We'll be back next week with more great guests. Uh, 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern every Thursday. Thanks for watching and listening. My name is Matt. We'll see you next week on Sales Pipeline Radio. Thanks, Matt.